0: A starry night. A gentle breeze. Crickets. It is nearly spring here in Washington State, and yet it feels like it could be a summer evening. Global warming is a real threat, and needs to be dealt with, but it certainly was not at the forefront of Jane's mind as she drove home with her windows down. As she pulls up in front of a small cabin in the woods just outside of Leavenworth, we see a shadow dart behind her vehicle. She gathers her belongings and walks to her door. As she steps through the doorway, she hears something behind her in the woods. She turns and looks out. She grabs for the flashlight that is right next to her door. She shines it around the tree line, but sees nothing. She flicks the switch on the flashlight and steps back into the house. She closes the door behind her, and suddenly, she whips around, cut to black. Whoa, 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 and welcome to the show. It's Myth Takes, and it's me, Colin Parker, your pod boss, your keeper, your best friend, and your regularly scheduled boy. Uh, Hey, so last time you heard from us, it was the Myth Takes scramble. I hope that you enjoyed it. That is a non-canonical episode. It's different characters, different universe. Uh, But we are getting back into the real full swing of things. We are on the sixth arc, which at the time of recording, I still don't have a name for But we'll get into that eventually. Uh, So, real quick, I want to let you know that the characters that will be in this arc are as follows. Lucy, played by Graham. Noctis, played by Lindsay Nelson. And, of course, Allie, who is played by Morgan Spatola. Initially, when we were getting ready to set this one up, we had Morgan and Lindsay. And they had a dream that I knew I also wanted. So I said, who am I to deny them of this dream? So, of course, the first episode doesn't have any of those three people, but it is the precursor. We're setting it up. And with that, let's introduce the person who is on the call. And that is Caitlin McDougall of Unnatural 20s. Hello.
1: Hey, Colin. Okay. So big fan of the show. First time on. So happy to be here. Can't wait to really play in your space. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Hey, (laughs) it's, this is a huge space. uh, So feel free to just, you know, make a home in it. We're going to be doing two things here on this episode. We are going to really quickly uh, introduce Caitlin's character. And then we are going to do kind of like two scenes, uh, two role plays, essentially. This is sort of acting as almost like a long form Cold open like we have on the other episodes, which aren't really cold opens, but you get my point. We usually have some sort of prologue at the beginning of an arc to sort of set things up. And I think that that is basically what this episode is going to be. It's just instead of being one minute, it's going to be quite a few. Um, so, Caitlin... Yes. Let's talk about your character. You are playing one of the brand new character types from the Tome of Mysteries Yes. Uh, made by Evil Hat Productions, part of the Monster of the Week a supplementary book. Uh, so you should check that out. Check out our friends. We'll put a link in the description. So tell us about your pararomantic character.
1: Yes. So uh, my character's name is Doreen. Mm-hmm. And uh, Doreen is a hunter. She's not in the group that you guys have been following. Um, she's actually part of a different group. And um, she has fallen in love with the guy named Taylor, who is part of her hunting group. Um,
0: mm.
1: So Taylor is, she finds out, maybe not fully human. Um, she finds out he's actually. Um, monstrous oh okay so he's actually half fairy
0: okay and Um, so and and where where is all this taking place like where where are Doreen and Taylor
1: at so Doreen and Taylor are in uh, the Pacific Northwest Mm -hmm. Northwest so they're in like Washington area um and they are part of a team called the forest fighters and um Both of them aren't very high up in the in the um, the group that they're in, but uh, that's not because they're not good. It's just they haven't been part of monster hunting for a long time.
0: Right, and I'm assuming that these are fighters who live in the forest, not they are fighting the forest. Correct.
1: <laughs> yes, correct. Correct. No you punching trees. I've, <laughs> I've
0: always wondered that about the Foo Fighters. Are they <laughs> fighters who fight the Foo, or are they fighters? Of foo, you know, like that's, or sorry, for or of foo, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's very. I can't tell if they are pro or anti foo, um, but I thank them for their good fight anyway. Uh, so basically, what you're telling me is that you're a girl who lives in the North Pacific Northwest, yeah, who has a kind of half monster significant other. I feel like I've heard that somewhere before. Oh,
1: Colin, that's probably because the most influential, like, uh, book and movie of our time. It's kind of (laughs) based off of that. You may have seen popular themes. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it. You definitely have, actually. It's called Twilight. Um, Oh, yeah. See,
0: I (laughs) thought I'd heard of this somewhere. (laughs) Um,
1: It's uh, loosely, but not so loosely based upon uh, the Edward Bella kind of thing. Re- right, relationship.
0: So, Taylor uh, Laud Per, <laughs> uh, totally different name. Uh, all right, so let's talk about what you, your kind of situation is as a para romantic. So you got some
1: stats here. You got charm, cool, sharp, tough, and weird. Hit us with those stats real quick. One cool, plus one sharp, plus one tough, and zero weird. All
0: right. Zero weird, uh, which, I mean, you know, I guess kind of makes sense as a fighter or a hunter. You're kind mm-hmm. of like normal. T- you're, you're used to the weird. Um, so why don't you describe Doreen for us a little bit here?
1: So Doreen, um, she is just a. Normally down girl. Yeah. She's just a small town girl. She just, what she looks very, uh, normal looking. She doesn't look uh, like exceptionally beautiful, but she's also not like, uh, people don't like stare at her cause she looks different. Um, she is a woman. She has kind of a trustworthy face. She wears sporty clothes. Um, and she's just one of those people that you see in the crowd and you don't remember ever seeing her just cause she's just normal. Wait. Is that how the girl in Twilight is also um, listed I don't, as? Um, maybe.
0: Because in my head, I was like, "This seems like very like well thought out and written." <laughs> and I was like, "Wait a minute, is this also a Twilight reference?" <laughs> um, I'm just it, not putting
1: it, that together. It might be that okay. one. That one wasn't in, initially intended. Okay, it okay. wasn't intentional. Honestly, the Twilight like tie-in wasn't intentional until I had to think of a name for my partner, and then I was like, oh, Taylor. And then I was like, oh, shit, what have I done? I've just made a Twilight character.
0: You were like, ha-ha. It's not, oh, shit. <laughs> um, okay, well, you also, as a hunter, you've got some gear. Yeah. So, what kind of gear did you pick out?
1: So, I have a fairly new car. It's in decent condition, um, and I also have, like, a, uh, a pocket mm. knife, but it a pocket knife but what oh with multi-tools on it so it's like oh, okay yeah. okay
0: so you are we're, we're combining the pocket knife and multi-tool it's just a yep. bunch of different knives <laughs> for all your different knife needs
1: exactly sometimes you need a big knife you need a paring knife uh other times you just need a straight machete and good thing i got a giant ass pocket knife here oh shit <laughs> is there
0: is there a machete attachment here
1: <laughs> <laughs> no we're just gonna say it's like the size of my hand so like a tiny like Stabby thing,
0: a mini machete.
1: Mini, a mini, mini sh- sh- machete. Machete. <laughs> uh,
0: the mini machete. Sh- uh, okay, and what? What's your car, by the way? Your fairly new car in decent condition. What car is
1: that? Um, we're gonna say it's a Volvo.
0: A Volvo. Okay, and do you have any kind of model name?
1: Uh, I have nothing of cars, so you're safe. <laughs> uh, we're gonna say no because I can't think of a Volvo name either.
0: Okay. Uh, it, you can make one up. It's the Volvo Rider. <laughs> Perfect. The twenty twenty Rider coming to Volvo this summer.
1: Uh, okay.
0: And there's one last part about your character here before your moves. Uh, and that is a gift. So, as a pararomantic, romantic, you have a uh, um a supernatural guide. Um, actually I'll read out loud real quick what that means. And then we'll talk about what gift they would have given you uh, a supernatural guide. You have a parentheses, most likely intimate, close parentheses. Mm-mm. I have to put the parentheses cause I want to <laughs> make sure people don't think that I'm just like, imp- I am implying that the people are being intimate. Um, you have a most likely intimate connection to some supernatural being who is your guide into the world beyond choose if your relationship is secret or not. Determine what kind of creature your guide is, how the relationship works. Say what kind of power they possess. The keeper will decide how it works and define your guide as a threat. If your guide is another hunter, determine together how your relationship works. Whenever you roll plus weird, you can roll plus charm instead by channeling the power of your bond. When you do so and miss, in addition to the usual consequences, you and your guide suffer as when you roll for bond abuse. Uh, bond abuse is something that we'll get into eventually, but essentially it's just like when we're rolling dice normally and, you know, you either have a success and there's no real consequences or sometimes there are moderate consequences and sometimes it gets really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're progressively moving forward and backwards between a loving relationship and a broken relationship. Yeah. But when they were at their most loving, they gave you a gift. Yes. Uh, sorry, Taylor. I don't know why you know I'm not using their name. We have introduced them. So
1: Taylor gave you what? Uh, so he gave me a little silver locket. Uh, it's a little heart shaped locket, um, and I wear that all the time. He gave that to me um, kind of after I found out what he was.
0: Okay, and so it provides one armor magic, or does it protect you from the powers of a specific sort of monster?
1: Uh, one armor or magic because he imbued it to make sure that I am protected even when I'm not around him.
0: Aww. overly protective fairy boyfriends, <laughs> um, isn't it just so typical? No. Uh, so you have uh two moves in addition to you know the box standard charm, cool, sharp, tough, weird moves. Uh, and which two did you pick?
1: Uh, so I chose, uh, I am theirs and they are mine. And also monster empathy, uh, monster empathy is like, it, it's almost like the, um, uh, read a bad situation role, um, because I can like kind of connect with monsters in a different way. So I get to ask the keeper a different question and I am theirs and they are mine. So whenever I'm in danger, Taylor knows, um, and I will know if like he's in trouble and, we can like roll protect each other for each other um and if i choose not to protect taylor or he chooses not to protect or if i choose not to protect taylor um then i would roll bond abuse because that would be a- mm. abusing our relationship basically so right. m- my whole character is very much tied to someone and uh the relationship also
0: really it's a codependency me.
1: yes yeah
0: very much so um and i like this because like There's, you know, the idea of like what a parasocial connection would be kind of thing uh, where the and and then obviously this is a para romantic. But I also like this because it's also using para as also as in paranormal. Mm
1: -hmm. So it's kind of
0: like a multi folded in type of character. So it's pretty it's a pretty intense book Um, as far as any of the uh, character types go. I think so far this is the character that has the most amount of of rules. Essentially, um, saying the word rules sounds weird, but like the most amount of um, consequences, I guess, is probably the best way of saying that. Like, there are more potential spots for for consequences for you than you know a, a, a mundane character. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, and and I think in a way it's like you know you're rolling for two. Right. Yes, yeah. So that's kind of, that's kind of what this is like. Uh, so that's, that's pretty wild. And I'm really excited to use this character. Um, because, uh, ever since the tome of mysteries came out, I've been really stoked on this stuff. Uh, and so now that we've met Doreen, how about we just kind of get right into it? You know, like not even, I think it's just time to kind of get into the lore of this character and fit them into this world Um, so you said that you are a a part of a gang Mm
1: -hmm. of monster
0: hunters called the forest fighters. Yes. Um, where are they located out of?
1: Uh so they have a cabin in the middle of the woods and um if they ever have to keep the cabin secret, they just they're just known as like a group by the outsiders. Like these people always go out to these cabins whatever there's nothing out of the ordinary it's Pacific Northwest everyone does that uh, but our headquarters is a cabin in the middle of the woods
0: how many people are in this group would you say
1: there's about 10 people in the group Wow, and we're kind of so we're like I said we're not like heads of the group and we're not like mm-hmm. super super important in the group Um, so we are like at the bottom like around seven eighth rank if you were to rank us all out i guess who is at the bottom of the food chain larry and no one even likes larry larry's been at it for a while he doesn't get to go out much Mm -hmm. so is he just like not good at it or he's uh yeah he's not good at it he's been in it for a while and no one really trusts him either so it's like he's just kind
0: of happy to be there
1: well he's he's not a happy person either so
0: oh oh god
1: yeah, so no one really likes to be a brown Larry, so that's one reason why he's at the bottom, and um, you know he's just not good at what he does, and you can't even trust him. You, you can't trust Larry to have your back.
0: God damn it, Larry! What do we <laughs> tell you? Uh, and so, who is at the top of the food chain?
1: A top of the food chain would be Who's Brandon. The alpha dog? Brandon. 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 He's a big, stocky dude, um, mm. and yeah, he's he will only be spoken to and he's one of those dudes where it's like i don't really want to talk to you unless you speak to me anyways and i don't want you to speak to me because i'm probably in trouble if you do
0: right oh okay sorry i'm i understand you're saying that like basically you don't necessarily talk to brandon unless he wants uh, unless yeah. it's like he gives you permission basically
1: exactly and i i don't go on many hunts with him because again i'm like kind of in the bottom right. of the leader board kind of thing so
0: sure sure Um, All right, and real quick, I'm just going to roll, in honor of Unnatural 20s, I'm going to roll 1d20 here, and he has, ooh, he's got 14 tattoos. That's one (laughs) tatted-up boy. Uh, There's definitely at least two of them are ones that he got on Friday the 13th tattoo deals. Oh, good. (laughs) Um, But then one of them is definitely an extensive like back piece that goes up his neck and also like around part of his arms like it's it's like that's a pretty extensive one that was multiple hours on the chair for sure <laughs> Um. okay and so Brandon okay Brandon is the alpha dog okay so I would like to do two scenes here Okay. to introduce this arc to introduce this character and to get the ball rolling So you now know that Taylor is not exactly human, Mm -hmm. but obviously you didn't always know that. So I would like to do the scene in which you found out, um, because I feel like that sort of paints a picture about both of these characters and sort of how it all kind of comes into fruition. Um,
1: So how, how did Taylor tell you? So, Taylor told me um how he t- Taylor told me that he wanted me to meet his parents because we'd been dating for a year and mm-hmm. he said it it's time and this is like the longest relationship he's ever been in. He's really never been in a relationship before it. Um so he decided to take me to his parents' house and he started leading me out to the woods to take me to his parents' house. And uh,
0: and so they're also in the woods. I'm assuming not near where the... No. I almost said the Foo Fighters, the Forest <laughs> Fighters. Yeah. You Is make that... one joke and suddenly you can't get that out of your head. <laughs> uh, the Forest Fighters, uh, I'm guessing different parts of... Different yeah. neck of the woods. <laughs> um. And so was that like weird for you though? Like him being like, all right, and now we're going to meet my parents. Welcome to the woods. Or are there a lot of... Do you know a lot of people that live in the woods?
1: Um, It's kind of like unexpected because I thought we were going to go to someone's house, not the middle of the woods. Mm -hmm. Um, But I figure maybe he has like a picnic set up or maybe we're going to meet somewhere and do something. Um, So, I mean, I don't think too much of it. um, And I don't I don't think I ask any real questions about it.
0: So he wanted to take you out to the woods to, to
1: kill me. <laughs> to,
0: to, yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. You're like, oh well, you know. Gotta
1: get I mean, murdered I guess if, today.
0: <laughs> you know, I. It's like it's okay, Taylor. I I also read of mice and men in eleventh grade. Um, <laughs> I understand. What would Doreen's rabbits be?
1: Doreen's rabbits? Yeah, like oh. you know what
0: I mean. Like Lenny had his rabbits. Yeah. If Doreen had to have that kind of topic to talk about before someone were to offer, what would it be?
1: Squirrels. Squirrels. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's Pacific Northwest. They have a lot of squirrels up there that, too.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's very true. It's like s- squirrels and trees, just n- as far as the eye can see. <laughs> Last question before we do the scene: What does Taylor uh, Lautner the actual Taylor boy, sound like?
1: Bella. It's a Bella. S- it's a scary story. It's a scary story. Okay, so it's like.
0: <laughs> Surfer boy, but like prolonged and a little bit yeah. more back. Okay. Yeah. So he'd be like, Doreen. Yes. Doreen, babe. <laughs> Doreen. Okay. Yes. So, uh, all right. So let's let's paint this scene here. So you are, you've pulled. Uh, we'll say it's his vehicle because I'm assuming the Volvo is not off road. Um. So he's in his car that can, that's that got four-wheel drive and you're kind of going through the woods a little bit and you park in a clearing and you get out and you're like kind of looking around. This is an odd place to meet his parents. And so this is where that scene starts. So what do you say to him?
1: Um, I didn't expect to be pulling up here. um, But okay, do your parents live down a different alleyway or...
0: Uh no, not exactly. I mean, okay. So there's something that like I got to tell you before you meet them because it's a little weird. And I I mean I get it. You and I we we see weird all the time, trust me. Like I know, but this is going to be different. I guess. Okay. I guess. All right. What is it? All right. Promise me that you like won't freak out, babe. Okay? Just promise me.
1: Well, I mean, you're prefacing like that, but I guess. Uh, sure. Okay. And how does
0: one show that they are half fairy?
1: Um, well, they have to be in a circle of mushrooms. Um, and when they stand in a circle of mushrooms, they're going to start sparkling.
0: Okay. And just to clarify, we mean like wild mushrooms. Like they don't, if they stood on a, 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 a mushroom pizza, they wouldn't suddenly start. No, going,
1: right? but I would love okay. that. I'm changing Wouldn't that it. be?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Any
1: kind of <laughs> mushrooms in a circle. Um, Natural grown mushrooms in a mushroom, like a, a fairy circle, like very right. Okay. Okay.
0: Uh, So he takes a step forward and kind of takes a deep breath. And then when he exhales, he takes one last step forward. And now he is standing in the center of, of the clearing. And you look around and you realize that there are mushrooms just everywhere. And when you look back to Taylor, Taylor is just sparkling, just glimmering. Like someone went to a Michael's and knocked over a whole aisle of glitter and all of it got on, on Taylor. He was on the other side of the, he was looking at the stuff and the aisle came over. He's like, no, 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 no. You know, uh, just tipped over, got all over him. And he's like, he looks like a Saturday night at a strip club. I don't know. Uh, And he's like, I know it's pretty weird, but like, I, I promise it's like not a big deal.
1: It's not a big deal. We hunt your kind. They're considered yeah. you're considered a monster. But but like I'm not though.
0: And you know that. Look, Doreen. No, Doreen, no, look at me though. Like we've we've known each other for a while now, and we've been dating for a little over a year, and like you know me, I'm not a monster.
1: Uh, I just uh this is just a lot to take in. Um I mean, of course I I care for you, but I th- our this is our job. Our job is to take out your y- you. Yeah, but
0: I mean you don't have to take out all of us though. Like that's what I'm Okay, look, I this is going to sound bad, but I use my status at the forest fighters to sometimes get to the ones who aren't harmful and and make sure that they get out before anyone else can get to them.
1: So you can compromise our missions? Uh, this is just a lot to think about right now. I-, I mean, okay, but look, okay,
0: I know, okay, I know that that sounds bad, all right, but my point is... Is it they're dangerous? I don't necessarily do that. Like, I'm not going to go tell a chupacabra, Hey, bro, time to get out of town. No, like, I... I. It's like the ones who are not harmful. Okay, so like, the other day... Nope. About a month ago, we were hunting down a blorg. And I made sure that... I made sure that they got out. I mean... They only eat moths. I mean, like what are they going to do to people? Nothing. And you know what? They're actually helpful. They can heal minor cuts and scrapes, babe. I mean, like they're not bad. They're just little under, misunderstood creatures and like I just knew that Brandon would go out and
1: take them all out. So, what are you saying? Do you want me Do you want me to join you and stop what we're doing? Like stop hunting? No, I mean
0: it's complicated like hunting can be really helpful to the people but I just, I need you to know that we're not all
1: bad. Well I trust you on that one. If I didn't know you as well as I did I wouldn't maybe I'd be taking you out right now too but I trust you on that it's just it's, I guess, something I just have to get used to. So, uh, does that mean it's gonna be weird when I introduce you to my
0: parents? Cause my dad is also a fairy.
1: Okay. Are they? I mean, here? Linda's normal.
0: Linda, Linda's a human, but like, Dad, my Dad, Guy Fairy. <laughs> uh, I mean, he he's also a fairy. Uh, they they're nearby. I. I told them that I would, like, introduce you to, like, the situation first, just so when you met my dad, you weren't like, okay, time to kill him, you know, like, because that could be really awkward for a first introduction.
1: Mm-hmm. You said you, Linda, and... Guy? Guy. And so I'm, I'm about to meet the parents right now, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, if you want to,
1: still. Is that cool? Uh, I, uh, I mean, I guess this isn't how I expect this all to go down, but uh, um, let's let's meet your parents. Can you step out of that circle, though? It's like just to help me get in the right mind space right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah
0: no, sorry. I it can be a little blinding. <laughs> I'm like a DIY disco ball. That's the last thing. <laughs>
1: Can I have like a forest disco party? (laughs) Put him in the center?
0: (laughs) Forest rave going on, you know. Um, Just hand him a bunch of glow sticks and he'll just go fucking hog wild. (laughs) Well, hello there, it's Colin Parker, your pod boss, your keeper, your best friend, and your freshly sanitized boy. Hey, just so you're aware, you're supposed to wash your hands for 20 seconds, but 30 seconds won't hurt you, so why don't you just use the Myth Takes theme song every single time uh, to let you know if you have been washing your hands long enough. Uh, I will put it in again right here so that you can wash your hands to the timing and to the musical mastermind of, oh, well, that's going to be really conceited because I'm the one who wrote it. But you get my point. Anyway, be safe, be sanitary, uh, be good. I don't know. Hey, um, quick, 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 quick ad break. Uh, as always, please feel free to drop by our Patreon, patreon.com slash the scavengers network. For just $2 a month, you can get bonus content for this show for other shows, such as Side Character Quest, which is going to be having some really cool stuff come out next month. Uh, We've got a couple of videos going up this month for Unnatural 20s, correct? Yes, Unnatural 20s is going to be doing some bonus content this month. And I honestly think that you should check it out, because if you like this show and you like any of the other shows that our many other creators are on, then I think you'll have a grand old time at the scavengers network patreon scavengers network patreon patreon.com slash the scavengers network
1: Hey everyone and welcome to promo and you'll miss it the blink and you'll miss it promo where every promo is over before you know it i am james your host and we've been getting scads and scores and and hordes of people wanting to know how to get in touch with me via the show blink and you'll miss it and that is easy i'm on twitter at blink 226 racer which is a reference to season one where we covered blink one eighty two to plus 44 and boxcar racer so 182 plus 44 is 226 so at blink 226 racer talk to me
0: Thank you so much for joining us last time for the Myth Takes Scramble episode, but obviously we are now back in the full swing of things for regular scheduled programming. So hit us up on Twitter at MythTakesCast. Let us know your theories and your queries and your otherwise hearies. And um, you could have a character named after you. So uh, go do that. And then come back here in two weeks' time which would be, of course, March 26th. We will see you then. Obviously, you now know and you've known this secret for, I don't know, how long? A week? A month? Before things get out of hand with the forest fighters?
1: I would say probably like two two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah.
0: Um So what was the mission that you went on that made you say, I don't know if I know who these people are anymore. Like this has gone too far.
1: Uh there was a group of fairies that we were tasks. To go take care of um, because they were stealing some of the locals' things and people were starting to notice. Um, so, as normal, Taylor went out to try to like warn the group um, before. Um, but Brandon was with us.
0: Oof. And so. so Taylor couldn't get to them beforehand. Um, how is he taking this?
1: Um, So I think, uh, Taylor is kind of like just stony, like these are fairies. They're just doing what they have to do in order to survive because you know, people and humans are now encroaching on their land and taking their resources. So they're just doing what they need to survive. So, uh, Taylor is kind of just like off to like in the back and I'm with him and he's just kind of just a rock. Like you, you, no expression. And Brandon's handling most of the situation.
0: Right. Um, And so there are, let's see here. So you run up on the spot. I'm going to roll a d6. So you run up on the spot. And there are uh, six fairies uh, that you can see um, in their traveling party. And three of them get away. They try to split up. And Brandon signals to uh, two people to go after them and to take them out. And signals to you and Taylor to help him, you know, sort of pin down the ones that are in front of you. And within a couple of minutes, you know, of chasing them through the woods... Uh, sure enough, you know, you've got him kind of cornered and Brandon normally uses a gun. Brandon is definitely uh, a big dude and a big gun kind of guy. But sometimes when he's on hunts, when he can get up close and personal, he tends to have a like a bowie knife, like a big hunting knife. And, uh, it's not a multi-tool one, so it's not really as cool as yours, but it's definitely, definitely super sharp and definitely very dangerous. Um, and, again, he's this big, bulking dude, and he's just towering over, honestly, you and Taylor, and, of course, the fairies. And, um, you know, you two are sort of acting as backup, sort of covering the only two escapes, that these things could make, and he's standing in front of them, and he says, Oh, you better tell us where your little friends are going, or it's not going to end very well for you. And one of them says, um, but I, I, I'm pretty sure it won't end well for us, even if we do tell you where they are. And he goes, oh, we got a smart guy over here. Check out the big brains on this one, eh? Pulp Fiction, anyone, okay. Listen, you better tell us where they're going and where the rest of your crew is or I'm gonna have to do something about it. And another fairy says, I swear to you, it's only us. It's only the ones that you've seen. Our numbers are dwindling. I promise you that there aren't any others. That's all that we have left. And he says, oh, that's a real sad story. And he turns to the one who hasn't spoken yet and just kind of navel a chin. Get some bad, and they scream out in horror, and I'm not gonna make that sound because, a, I don't want to hurt anyone's ears and B, good Lord, it is already a bad enough scene that I'm describing. I don't want to make it that much worse. And you see the color in Taylor's face just drain away. Mm. And he says, Oh, that answer was no good. So what about you? You're going to tell me the truth? And uh, another one just says, and and the first one that responded just says, please, please don't do this. Please. We're not dangerous. We're not. We mean you no harm.
1: And I think at this point, um, Doreen's going to say something.
0: And what does Doreen say?
1: Brandon, can't you see that they're fine? You can just let them go. I'm sure if you let them off with a warning that they'll stop. They don't seem like they'll come back or do anything. They seem scared enough right now. You can just let them go.
0: Oh, that's interesting, huh? You're saying that these guys ain't so bad. Hmm. Maybe they're not. And... The second one that spoke, he just decapitates him. He does it without even looking at him. He just continues to make eye contact with, eye contact with you specifically as he does it. The smile drops from his face after he does it. And he uh, kind of doesn't say it out loud, but it is definitely a warning to you of not to question him.
1: Hmm.
0: And he turns back, to the last one and he goes all your friends are dead you're gonna tell me what I wanna know and the fairy sits there for a brief moment and he looks over at you and then he looks over at Taylor and even though it's very quick I think that At the very least, because you know the secret, you know that this guy, that this fairy, rather, has looked at Taylor knowing that they won't see each other ever again. Mm. And... instead of responding, he knows he's not going to make it anywhere, but he still tries to run. And with a quick, sudden movement... He falls to the ground. And within a few moments, the life has faded from the last of the fairies. Brandon wipes the blood off of his knife on his pants leg. And then he sheaths it. And without looking at you two, he says, You two better clean this mess up. I don't want anyone finding any proof of these punks being here. And he walks back towards the
1: vehicle so what happens after that so at this point i think um doreen knows that this is not a place that she can stay especially after knowing taylor's secret and knowing his family and like that not all monsters are bad kind of thing she's like this is like cementing that in her. So I think what she does is she does like kind of clean up the situation because I mean, no matter what, it's not good if someone finds it. Um, but I think she does it as hastily as possible and then just kind of gets tailored to get into the car so that they can just, just leave. And I think they're just going to drive away at this point. And I don't think she can go back to this hunting group at all.
0: Sure. I mean, that makes total sense. And it's very possible that at this point, Taylor also may not be able to do so. And you are in the car, and you're driving, and you're driving. And it's like that situation where you remember getting in the car, and you remember starting it. And then all of a sudden, you're in your apartment. You've lost essentially the entire driving time. And there's a little bit of that pang of concern of, did I drive safely? How, how That was a 20 minute drive. What happened? But you're home and you're still covered in fairy leavings, we'll say fairy bits. And... In your hand, you are holding your phone, and it is ringing. Who are you calling?
1: I am calling my uncle.
0: Who is your uncle?
1: Um, my uncle is Hank Mansfield.
0: Doreen? Now, this had better be good because I'm sorry, but I just, I do not have the time
1: hey uncle hank um uh so some things have happened and it's really hard to explain but i know you gave me your number and said if anything were to happen i could just always give you a call and i was just wondering i just need to get out of here is it okay if i come visit you um right now i don't know is, is that okay